Hello guys, this is Vikas. And this is Aman. And you are listening to Line Pay. So Vikas, what yeah. we got in store for today's episode? Maybe try to solve some unanswered questions of football, which every fan sort of, I guess, needs answering. And uh, the first question that comes mm-hmm. to my mind is, uh, what's up with PSG? <laughs> Yeah, they've, they've got all the superstars, but they never seem to win or even get close to yeah, winning the like, Champions League. Yeah, sure. uh, I think I'll take the lead on this one. Uh, I have, uh, according to me, this is, um, I, I think there are two very big reasons for this, at least in recent history. Um, I think one is because um, of the way the club is structured. It's become, it's like such a commercial mm-hmm. club. Not like others aren't, but um, PSG just doesn't seem to have those uh, footballing roots or history even. So I think that plays a huge role in in the way uh, the players' mentality and the staff's mentality is shaped in a club. And the second thing is that I feel they've hired uh, managers who are not really, you know, proven winners, except for maybe Carlo Ancelotti. But then he didn't have the kind of superstar squad they have now. And then before this, uh, they've had uh, Unai Emery, who won the Europa League. But, you know, the Champions League is a completely different ball game. And now Thomas Tuchel, who is, again, not, not like a serial winner, not like your uh, Jose Mourinho, Pep Guardiola type. So I think these are two big reasons for me. Mm. What do you think? Uh... First, like I, I would like to come on to that legacy thing. I, I guess there are a lot of clubs. Uh, let's take the example of City. City did not exist, let's say, before 2010. I mean, it did exist, but uh, so, but yeah, yeah, uh, it but might as well like, not have. They have hired the right people. Uh, they have uh, made a proper structure from from. All uh, from the grassroots to the to the highest level to the main playing eleven, uh, which which is actually really good. They have hired the, I think all the right people, and I think they are they 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 do not seem to have those uh, dressing room problems. I don't think I have ever heard except for maybe Yaya Toure uh, them having those problems. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's what's up with PSG. It's yeah. It's it's difficult to explain. I mean, they've they've got the they've got very passionate fans. They've got uh, superstar players, and they've got like players that really want to win, like Mbappe, Neymar, Verratti. All of them want to win. Like you can see it when they play, and even when they play for their countries. But I don't. I don't. I'm not sure what exactly happens when they put on a PSG shirt. Hmm. Uh, do you think? Uh, what do you think will happen to them this season? I don't see a lot changing. I think they'll again win the League One and, uh, and the, the French Cup, they and, didn't won the cup and that's game. about it. I don't, yeah, last time they didn't even win that. Yeah. So. Uh, 
I don't know, but this season, I mean, I see them winning both of they've they've actually made some good signings, uh, Sarabia and Herrera, like two practical signings, not not the PSG type superstar signings, but two very grounded and um, driven players. But I heard they so. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I still they are giving Herrera four yeah. four hundred fifty thousand per week, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I hope not. I mean. Don't get me wrong, Herrera is amazing, but I mean I that's insane. Everyone they have, they make him a superstar. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean I don't see them getting uh, far in the Champions League. Maybe maybe one round farther than last time, but then I don't see too much changing. Um, yeah. Uh, so if, if let's say if PSG hire you and make make you their managing director what would you do to change i guess what are the, let's say what are the major, i know, i know, I know there, there must be a lot of changes but what are the big changes that you will do um, um i'm not really sure uh because i mean there are a lot of changes that will take a lot of time to really show uh, effect um one thing is that uh there's a lack of i think local players in the squad i believe that that's really important in uh, in building um a team that really uh, goes on to win a lot of things because the local lads will always uh, uh you know give more for the team than uh, the foreign players i mean that's my view so i would like to somehow encourage more local talent getting into the team and france france has an abundance of talent so that that won't be an issue so uh, i'd like to do that first um second of all i think okay okay um yeah let, let i'd let like to that so yeah uh city is owned by a dubai i guess a dubai family i guess sheikh family right and uh, psg are in sort of a similar yeah. situation they are also i guess backed by a very rich family yeah right so if i am the owner of hmm. psg what i would say to you is that uh just city is doing uh city are not city have not taking a lot of time i guess once the investment came they in 2 3 years they hit the ground running i guess in 2011 it was or 12 it was i guess they when they won the first, uh, premier league this season right yeah 12 12 it was 12 so, uh how do you answer to that like what what do you do like i am i do not understand football i do not understand football and uh, anything about football but i want to win i want to win the champions league although city haven't done the, won the champions league but i guess they have done far better in the champions league even if you look at the last two seasons they just they just narrowly missed out on the next round uh, last year to spurs and the year before to liverpool and yeah. even whenever the season starts at least right now city for me uh, i think city are the favorite to win the champions league they have the best squad they have the best playing 11 they have the best manager and they have the right system set up and uh, some time have gone into it but i think i think there there was a difference of 2 3 just about 2 3 years 
when city was taken over by sheik and the psg psg was taken over by sheik so yeah so i i am a sheik i do not know anything about football but i want to win i want to dominate i'm throwing you my money show me something so what do you do uh i think if anyone uh, is to copy uh, copy manchester city i think they should do it exactly how they did you know there there's no uh, in between run because city they targeted uh, talented players but uh, if you would notice i don't think they've really overpaid for anybody if you would see if you look at their squad their overall squad quality is really high but they don't have like a single say 80 million pound player and you would find very few top teams uh that haven't that don't have like one player not even one player being over 80 million pounds so i think um if if uh i would want to replicate their success then uh if this is the given scenario i would copy them exactly you know look for those kind of signings which would be like high impact but then you know without having to overpay and without having too many superstars and those giant wage yeah, bills and even bigger that, egos uh, and you, all of that take a look at the history of how psg uh, was uh, changed once the uh, takeover was completed if you look it's it's pretty similar to actually city like they hired decent manager city also had similar kind of manager at that point like they were not the top of manager at the top of the world city hired some experienced player psg hired some experienced player they did not overpay for any of any of them they hired some back in 2012 i guess they had some they, they signed thiago silva they signed zlatan ibrahimovic they signed cavani like they signed all these superstars and they built it's not like the psg were gunning for psg are gunning for champions league this year like they have been trying since 2014 and 15 similar kind of timeline like i guess city were city have been trying to uh maybe 2012 or 13 but given the fact that Premier League is a lot more competitive. City, uh, I guess, have little have City have to do a little bit more to compete in all competition as compared to PSG. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a fair point. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a difficult one to answer actually. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, I mean, I don't know. Um I I don't know. I don't know how one could could really answer this question and uh not have it up for debate. Yeah, I think they have been cursed. Yeah, tell me. One of these Indian television babas that come into morning news. <laughs> they are, yeah, that's that's the reason. That's the only explanation I can give. Because because yeah, like, has to you, be. I mean, <laughs> just just do just you know what? Uh, let's take Manu. Remove well. completely exchange the squad of manchester united with psg even change the manager bring tuchel and bring whole squad to uh, manchester united and change the owners i'm sure the owners are changed but and i, I guarantee course. you that psg will be uh, challenging for 
Champions League reaching semi-final and finals in a year or two. But as long as all those players and those, that manager stays in PSG, they are not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think that is the most sane explanation. Yeah, so, yeah, so <laughs> like, I have a burning question. Explain Lukaku's first. Mm. Oh my God, I... <laughs> I cannot, man. I, I, I don't understand how he's a professional footballer who's, who's achieved so much with, with that first touch. Oh, God. It's, it's a monstrosity. Oh, my God. Uh, every time, I, I, I don't think I've seen another professional football player go on a dribble and forget the ball. Like, I've seen him, you know, carry the ball and then just leave it behind and run. So, uh, I don't know. Like, what does he even do in training? I think he's copied. It's yeah. Do you remember that incident, like when he was uh, running on a through ball and actually stepped on the ball and injured himself? Yeah, I wasn't even surprised. I mean, yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know how he is. I, I mean, I've seen him play before. Okay, uh, he's played for Everton and he was great at Everton. Uh, even then, he didn't have like a great first touch, but I mean, he wasn't this bad. And I mean, of course, it also has a lot to do with the fact that when you're playing for Everton, teams will attack you more. So he's got more space to run into behind the defenders. And but he doesn't, doesn't get that space with United. Sometimes that first touch rolls to 30, 40 yards. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's like he's. He's, he's like a trampoline man. The ball just bounces off him. And forget his first yeah. touch. He's a big guy, right? So every time he jumps up, he should be winning a header. Like, obviously. I don't think I don't there's think anybody. Seen, I have ever seen him winning a header or scoring a goal with a header. Neither have I. I mean, I've seen him score like one or two open headers, but I've never seen him win a header. And he's so big. I mean, like any other player. That big, I mean, I haven't even seen him win a header by accident. Like I, I don't know. His, it's it's difficult to even like at this point pinpoint what his strengths are other than his strength. It's, um, yeah, it's it's been frustrating watching him. Like not just as a United fan, but like as a as a as a football fan in general. When you see like really talented players not make it, and then you see this guy who's like apparently getting everything wrong, but then he's a, one of the biggest clubs in the world. So that's definitely one of the biggest mysteries and in world why do football you think for that me. Juventus trying to sign him. I don't understand, especially with Sari and his obsession with those short passes and like um, you know. Overall, good is, technical play. Is, is it, is he doesn't really rely on actually mistaken those first touch for short passes. Could be. I mean, yeah, possibly. Maybe he thinks Lukaku is just like way too yeah. smart for everybody else. And while everybody is laughing at his at his mistakes, 
it's only lukaku and sari who know that was a master stroke in disguise and, and like lukaku will be taking first as and the ball will be falling straight to ronaldo and ronaldo will be scoring that's that's the plan of sari i think yeah <laughs> probably and phew, i mean i don't get it he sold moiski and he wants lukaku so I mean, I'd love to have what whatever he's smoking, I man. I, I think I have figured out Lukaku's first words. <laughs> yeah, enlighten me. Have you heard about? Uh, do, have you heard that story of? Uh, I think it was some cricket match, and a player scored a lot of runs. So it was uh, hypothesized that his bat has contained magnets. That's why every time the ball was like having a sweet contact with his magnet. I don't know, like repulsion, some kind, some kind of, some kind of conspiracy. Yeah, I think that's the reason. I think that that conspiracy can be applied over here. I think what Lukaku has in his feet are yes. repulsive magnets. That would totally make sense. Yeah. Again, again, a perfectly, a perfectly logical explanation. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, this this totally makes sense. Hello. Because. I see. I see kids aged twelve, thirteen years old have a better taste than Lukaku. Like I'm not even exaggerating a bit. Yeah. Um, he's. I don't know. He's. Uh, I don't know how he even scores goals, man. None of them. Ever look convincing? Do you remember that goal where he shot at the goalkeeper and one on one he was one on with the goalkeeper? He shot at the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper saved and then the ball rebounded, rebounded off Lukaku's I guess head or chest with and then it went into the goal. I yeah, I've seen him score with his knee, with his thigh. It's it's more like he's so big the ball just hits him and goes in. Rather than him actually consciously putting it in the goal, at the, but at the end of the day, all that counts is the goal, right? Of course, yeah. And he scored a lot of them, so I respect him for that. But I will never understand how a professional footballer can have such a bad first touch. I've never seen it happen before. Like I can't think of a player with such a bad first touch. And I'm talking like Bill Jones. Like even he's got a better first touch than Lukaku. Like, can you can you actually name a player with a worse first touch? Like a professional I, I football even player. Name a amateur level footballer with a worse touch. <laughs> yeah. Even goalkeepers these days have like better ball control than him. So, so let's move on to our next section. Our next question, I guess, on the next mystery is is I guess let's let's start with the example. Uh, Lingard, do you know how old is he? Yeah, he's about I think twenty six, maybe twenty seven. Twenty six, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's still. How is he still considered a, considered a prospect? I think, I think uh, being able to 
to fool people into still calling him a prospect as when his biggest footballing career accomplishment uh he's he's always been uh, he's never actually been able to nail down a spot in any team that he has been to he's always been in and out of the team even on his loan spells so i think that's why people still think he's a prospect i think uh people believe that once he does somehow magically nail down a regular starting spot he'll he'll be the the english iniesta i've i've heard that so i think i think that's that's what it's all about and uh, i guess people are still hesitant to really dismiss him as bang average mm-hmm. do, do you think it's possible like when they, when people are talking about being prospect they are actually not talking about his footballing abilities and maybe his mental abilities could be i mean he's he acts like a child do 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 you blame him? do you blame do you blame him for spoiling some of your prayers like pogba i don't think he's spoiled pogba to be honest <laughs> pogba is pogba <laughs> maybe marcus rashford yeah uh but i mean i think they're all they're all grown grown uh, adults and i mean that's i don't blame him for that but um i don't really see him as too much of a positive influence either i mean uh yeah i it's almost like he's he's too comfortable in that you know he's he's happy with being a squad or rotation player and he just somehow doesn't come across as ambitious yeah so uh yeah let yeah so let's ha uh, let's go around 20 years back into the past and uh, at the time you a man you had uh keen at the age of 26 and now they have lingard like two completely different personalities i guess i think keen would have eaten lingard a live man if they ever shared the same dressing room i'm i'm happy for lingard that he doesn't share one with with roy keen yeah i don't think that kind of personalities personalities are any more around in football at least i cannot i don't think i can even name one maybe uh daniel de rossi was probably one of the last few old school guys still yeah, around yeah, like he is also gone now he is also gone so yeah i think i think yeah this is the new social media generation yeah it's not looking good it isn't it isn't i i've had to unfollow jesse lingard from instagram because of because of his ridiculous post man oh god it it was a nightmare like like let's let's move away from lingard a while like lingard is not the only player which is actually still consider a prospect uh let's take the example of maybe theo walcott he burst into the scene at very early age and like i guess he was considered oh. a prospect for 10 years yeah yeah even adam lalana mm. actually even lalana yeah. is lalana yeah. even nacho for madrid do you know like he is i guess 29 30 now yeah yeah uh, i think i think that's what happens to players who who really have a lot of potential but never 
get into that you know starting role consistently so people keep hanging on to that potential and then you know they hope that one day one fine day they're going to shine but then it i don't i don't see it happening for any of these players because the first step is to be a start first team mm-hmm. regular i don't think there are any first team regular players who are considered prospect no, no. you know so i think it's it's, it's all about that um, it, these players just somehow don't manage to get into the first team on a regular basis because of various reasons it could be like injuries or maybe just because there's there's a spectacular player in that mm-hmm. position like with nacho i don't think nacho is a bad mm-hmm. player but i mean varan and ramos are just too good and walcott has been unlucky with injuries same with lalana so i think i think that's what it comes down to i think actually it also comes because if if you are not getting starts in a team like 90 95% mm-hmm. of the players would actually move out of maybe on a loan not necessarily on a permanent transfer but on a loan to mm-hmm. a yeah. slightly smaller club where they can actually at least compete and grow and then maybe come back and fight for their place uh yeah i don't think like uh, this happens with these players i guess uh, because uh almost all the footballers want to play football like they do not like sitting on the bench but i think the, some mm-hmm. some of these footballers are actually at least like happy staying at the bench yeah they, they that's what uh, coming back to that whole ambition thing you know they just they're okay with where they are so yeah yeah coming uh, talking about bench what happened between bale and zidane <laughs> oh my god that that is by far the most entertaining uh, uh, story this whole transfer window i mean I mean the shit housery between the two of them was just legendary man. I mean uh Bale went took a flight went to China and then he had to come back because Real canceled their move and then two days before that they didn't say if if Bale leaves tomorrow it'll be great for everybody. And then after apparently Bale skipped a match and went to play golf. Mm. Oh god is this, this is and Bale laughing at uh real losing 7-3 to atletico oh god <laughs> i mean i i don't know I don't but it's not looking good but yeah huh? i don't think he was necessarily laughing at being 7-3 down but anyways we can make probably but <laughs> i mean there's not a lot of things you would actually find funny when your team's getting you know thrashed mm-hmm. that to by a player that you that absolutely everybody you know who's not uh, supporting atletico hates you know diego costa you do not want him scoring against you man like <laughs> yeah so ooh. i, I <laughs> a lot of people say zerin doesn't like bale only because bale doesn't know spanish um yeah but that does not make a lot of sense actually well i, I guess like why they are why that can be a reason but i don't think that should be the reason uh, why you should not like a player like there are many players i guess yeah. in EP, epl itself 
who are actually not who actually don't actually speak english like if you see uh, cities some of cities videos in in them aguero is actually not speaking english he speaks in spanish and then that that part is actually translated but city fans don't hate aguero and i don't know like i i i think and vela actually played well for yeah, real in my opinion whenever he turned on the pitch he actually has played well yeah he's he's been unlucky with mm-hmm. injuries i mean uh, i'm definitely agreeing that he hasn't always been available when they needed mm-hmm. him but whenever he's played he's always played i think he's played really well actually mm-hmm. uh, yeah so i don't know i think some of the fans maybe they feel disrespected that he's been uh, at real for what 5 6 years and he still hasn't bothered to learn the language um is it but, that or is it because they feel that he hasn't integrated with the team because he he isn't uh, seen hanging out with his teammates a lot like the the other players mm-hmm. are so maybe zidane feels that uh, you know since he's not so uh, tightly integrated with the team maybe um, you know he doesn't really want to be there or uh, or i don't know but but surely like uh i guess zidan like no should should actually know better act better i guess he should not have been speaking publicly like i i hope he goes tomorrow yeah, yeah i don't I, that that, that's that's disrespectful hmm. that that's that's not right uh yeah considering the fact that bale has actually played very well and if i remember correctly the 2016 champions league campaign he was their standout player like he was the player personally which i think was the driving i uh driving force behind their 2016 champions league campaign like he was the man who 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 was yeah. who played the main i guess winning part in the in the knockouts uh and but like and even like that particular copa del rey scene which everyone remembers i i i, I unfortunately was on the losing was on the wrong side but mm. i i that was, that was a great goal. yeah but i i still have as a barca fan i have more respect for batra than i think any madrid madrid fan has actually for bale yeah hmm true true Uh, so so who goes bale or zidane i think it uh, it would obviously have to be bale because um you know uh, the manner in which zidane left and came back mm-hmm. definitely shows that you know zidane's in a position of great power at mm-hmm. the club so whatever he says goes or almost everything he says um so i mean zidane's obviously got a uh, got the better hand but um i mean bale's also protected by his contract and all of that so if if they're not selling him then he stays and he earns his weekly wages and by the looks of it uh it's not what bale wants but i think he's okay he's like okay if you don't want to play me mm-hmm. don't play me you i know? think i think but, bale is also trying to release his anger i guess 
because of course mm. i think any player would be pissed mm. off with this kind of treatment mm. and i think this is also uh, kind of down to the kind of person bale is uh bale sort of he's sort of like an introvert kind of guy i mean that's at least that's what he comes across in his interviews mm. and all of that and he likes to keep to himself so maybe some of that gets mistaken for i don't know arrogance uh and another reason for that is because generally the that's how the spanish people look at the english guys so maybe it could be a bit of that or um yeah and i don't know it's it i think um there's there's definitely uh something happening behind the scenes that we're not exactly aware of because i mean zidane zidane's uh, uh he's been in the sport for a long long time both as a player and even a manager you can consider him to be an experienced manager uh because he was uh managing real madrid uh junior si- uh, reserve team as well so i i don't think that it would be these smaller issues that would have caused such a big um bust up between them and cause their relationship to completely break down so it's it's really unclear what it is but um i mean whatever the issue it's it's going to be zidane who will win the whole whatever this thing is because uh zidane's got all the power in the world right now at real madrid so it's not really looking good for bale especially as a football player if not as a human being uh, i don't see him playing a lot and then the disrespect and all of that keeping that aside even as a football player i don't think his career is going anywhere from mm-hmm. here now i don't think bale is going anywhere actually because i don't think any club is willing to sign bale especially bill yeah he's at the wrong end of 30 yeah. as well just not the, just not the age factor also the fact and his wages his wages and also the fact that he is injury prone i guess like no club is willing to take yeah. him and uh, mm. i don't know i don't think and cons- having seen real play in some of their preseason matches at least i have not watched entire matches i to be honest but i've seen the highlights and they have been they have been dismal uh, and if they i yeah. don't think like they can turn up on day uh, on this day one of season and just change everything in a, in a turn I, i i think they have to sort a lot of things out and if if they don't hit the ground running maybe maybe in a month or two who knows maybe zidane zidane maybe gone i guess and maybe bail wins out in the end yeah that that could happen too because i don't think there are a lot of managers who don't rate bail as a quality yeah. player so maybe if if real remain um, dismal and a new manager comes in then i think bail walks into that team in my opinion he is definitely better than you know uh, say a vasquez yeah, especially considering the fact that real do not have a decent right right winger and yeah 
also this particular story has two sides i guess not just in terms of bail and zadar but in terms of its representation in media because uh, mm. uh, it has been anti bail and pro real in spanish media and it has been mm. pro bail at least not anti real or anti zidan but at least pro bail in uh, i guess british or english media like they yeah uh so i don't know like what happened between them but like from perspective of bail i is actually difficult to understand like or the only reason why that would make sense of him staying at madrid is he's waiting for zidane to get sacked and he's waiting for the next manager to come in and he's waiting for his chance that's that's the only reason which can actually make sense as a footballer not in terms of financial obviously but as a footballer that that that's the only i guess storyline that makes sense to me yeah but i'm not sure if he would want to play in front of those fans that boo him uh, but but like or do you see that changing as well with zidane gone uh, but like real madrid are the worst fans in the world right <laughs> yeah they they booed cristiano ronaldo man so, so yeah they are fickle minded you see bales time. winning a hello ha mr but real madrid fans are the worst fan in the whole entire footballing world right and uh, yeah so it's nothing new i guess and anyways not just madrid fan fans in general are actually fickle minded as soon as they see bale scoring a few i guess champions league winners they'll start appreciating him mm. and the next thing you know bale is learning spanish and taking spanish classes you never know <laughs> maybe he maybe maybe he is yeah. taking spanish classes and uh, maybe who knows he's waiting he's just waiting for zidan to go and then he he'll only speak in spanish yeah and he's that thing despacito <laughs> yeah who knows yeah. answer window is actually coming to close so we'll i can't wait for the new season to start man it's been it's been forever definitely uh, okay so uh one final question the biggest mystery of them all i guess is yeah who is this latin <laughs> i don't know it's like i don't think zlatan himself knows sometimes he calls himself a lion sometimes he's a god uh yeah there's no there's no real telling what zlatan will be uh next week so uh, i think zlatan is i think he is from an enigma i think he's he he he's a guy who got bored in the future and traveled to the past to just to play around with because uh like i have never seen a player who 
trash talk so much before a match and then deliver a, right immediately after it. And uh, if you consider the fact that I think a week or two ago when he uh, when he was in an on an interview with one of the uh, I guess U.S. media guys and he that that guy compared him to Vela and then he and a week later he he he, he like trash talked a lot about Vela like he is 28 he was 28 years old where was Zlatan what was Zlatan doing when he was 28 years old. Yeah, and like even and two days after he delivered a spectacular hat trick. Th- that was it's one of the most perfect hat tricks, you know, left foot, right foot, header, had it all, and they were all brilliant goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, he is, he is amazing. I think he's he is really good, man. I mean, he is a very very complete striker. Mm-hmm. He's got it all, and so. and he is 36 now and he is still delivering actually yeah and in what fashion god and even when he went to his uh, i guess uh, uh, when he went to manchester uh, he actually did quite well i think he was injured a bit but whenever he stepped on to the pitch i think he played well he did really well considering the fact that he, the players he had around him yeah he did i think i even i think he did he did really well and he even recovered from his in- injury in record time mm-hmm. so he is he is uh, it's difficult to say what zlatan is but i can say for sure that there will not be another zlatan Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think like uh, he get, he he sometimes gets a lot of hate on the internet? Have you seen it? Yeah, I think people just don't get his sense of humor. Yeah. I don't think yeah, he's, that's exactly what I think. Yeah, that's exactly that. what I think. He has an absolute amazing sense of humor. but yeah. people he's, he's he's a nice guy definitely and, i mean and people take that sense of humor like how how stupid people can be and take take it as a arrogance i guess yeah i mean there's there there's there's no way he means any of it definitely like 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 yeah. you can but, but when you but he 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 is so amazing like if you ask him point blank do you mean any of it he will say all of it yeah of course but i mean he's just he's just an amazing character and nothing more to it i mean he's he's a fabulous you you you've got to see him interacting like with those kids that the players walk out with the mm-hmm. mascots i mean he's he's just so nice with them and you know uh, there's there's this video of zlatan consoling one of those nervous kids so he's he tells him not to worry and that he's with zlatan and mm-hmm. all of that and he gives uh he gives the the team um a badge thing to to the kid to mm-hmm. hold so uh, he's a really nice guy and yeah the the hate is definitely it's it's it's, it's based and and he has an amazing first touch he's got a brilliant f- and yes yeah, so i think i think he's just as big as lukaku he's definitely mm-hmm. taller maybe not as muscular but he's definitely a big mm-hmm. guy but he's got oh my god 
I mean, there's this famous quote wherein, you know, uh, I forgot the player Zlatan compares himself to. And he says, whatever that guy can do with the football, I can do with an orange. And I'm sure he can. Yeah, I think, I don't remember the player, but yeah, I don't remember. I am not remembering his name. But yeah. And not just his touch with actually his feet. Some of you, if you have seen some of his chest control, even chest control, head control, like it's, yeah. he, it's amazing. Like he stops yeah. the ball in on his chest. And uh, he's, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's amazing to watch such a mm. big guy, you know, glide around the field with such grace. Mm-hmm. And he can dribble yeah. too. Like, I mean, he's not just like a typical number yeah, nine. Like a big, big number nine guy. Have you seen one, uh, his goals at one, when, when he was, I guess, at Ajax and very, at very young age, where he actually faked, I guess, seven, six, seven times before finishing? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That was insane, man. I mean, I, I watched that video over and over, and I'm like, you can shoot now, now, now. But no, he, he, he was just toying around with, with those defenders. And I think. Like, that's what sets him apart from, say, somebody like uh, a Mario Mandzukic. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't say that Mandzukic is a bad mm-hmm. player. No way, right? He's, he's a good striker. He's a big, he's a, probably just as acrobatic. He's got a good mm-hmm. first touch, good chest control and all of that. But then platan has got so much more. Yeah, he's you know, a lot so, more player to his game. Yeah, so I think Zlatan is Zlatan, man. There's no, uh, there's, there's nothing else you can mm-hmm. say about him. He's he's definitely one of my favorite yeah, footballers. Considering the fact, like, uh, pace was never one of his strong, uh, strong skills. I guess if if he comes back to Europe, even mm-hmm. right now, uh, let's say not at the very top team, uh, I guess he will fit into any top team, but. Any team he goes to, he will play very well, as long as he stays with. The yeah. only reason why I think he is not no longer playing in Europe is because, like his, uh, his physique has not maintained. He's not at that level right now, and he cannot like go go in weekend in week out at that intensity. Like if you if you give him one match, and you have to give him like, uh, he he will play as as good as any striker in with the world, I guess. Yeah, and plus I think that that uh, the ACL injury as well really, I think that played a huge role in him leaving Europe mm-hmm. because it's a big injury and he got it when he was oh, 35 years old. So um, I think he want he still wanted to play, and uh, so you know uh, a less competitive league was was probably the best uh, deal for him from that mm-hmm. view. But respect to him, he didn't go to like China or something. <laughs> and also, I remember, if I remember, like when he came back from the injury, he even actually played for uh, one of the junior teams of Manchester United, I guess. And uh, yeah, like, yeah, so he, he is down to earth. Like, I don't think a lot of players would <laughs> agree to do that. And yeah. Do you think that story about him and Wenger, where Wenger asked him to do a trial and Arsenal, and he said Zlatan doesn't do trials? 
Is that true, Adrian? I, I, I doubt that it's true because uh, no player does that, man. I mean, uh, no, I, I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus, like uh, Wenger is a really respected guy as well, so uh, I don't think Zlatan would would do something like that. That I don't think that's true. Yeah, so I guess we we cannot figure out who Zlatan really is. That will remain a mystery, I guess, forever. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we tried to solve some of the mysteries. I don't think we solved all of them, mm-hmm. but we did our best. So yeah. yeah, I guess that's it. And thank you for listening. And this has been Line Pay.